Come at you live. Live and live. So, well, so let's talk about just how our week went, I guess. Start yeah. with last week. So, how about your week? Um, school was rough. <laughs> Uh, I also ate like a super duper hot chip on Friday. <coughs> and then I peaked it up the next day. Not just a hot chip. Yeah, like the hot chip. The hot chip. <laughs> if you don't know what the Pocky one chip challenge is, it's spicy. So if you want to watch the video, I'm going to post it on Patreon. But the kicker is you got to be on the Patreon. Um, yeah, which I gotta make a Patreon for this podcast now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. You getting feedback? I don't know what's going on. I think there we go. Yeah, so, my week was pretty chill. Just worked and jujitsu. I think I went Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday? No. Yeah. Tuesday twice, I think, and then Wednesday. No, Thursday. I went three days this week, either way. <coughs> um, and then this weekend was a tournament, so shout out to Gracie Barra Acatillo. I think two people came home with medals, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then we went to the Brendan Schaub show last night, so that was really fun. Really, really fun. Super interactive. Shout out to Malik, if he ever hears this. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh... He's the opener, so he does a lot of crowd work, and he got us with a good one, so it was really funny. But, uh, yeah, that was the whole weekend, and and Grayson, my youngest, got his first haircut, so that was uh, two years of growing out the locks, so yeah. you can see that on my Instagram, his cute little haircut if you wanted to. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much our week, and we went mountain bike riding Saturday morning and this morning, but... Yeah. Just been dadding it up and working, school, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, my son actually goes back to school tomorrow. So he's been talking about how he's nervous about it and stuff like that. See, I, like, never had to go to a new school. Like, I never had gotten switched out of, like, different middle schools or, like, K through 8s or anything like that. Like, I was in the same thing from, like, the beginning all the way to high school. That's pretty cool. I I never got to have that experience. So actually, when I got to Florence High School, where we met, I pretty much told my mom, because Post and Butte was going to be built just shortly after, mm-hmm. but they had set in some stipulation to where the first class was going to be the graduating class of 2012. So it kind of worked out in my favor anyway. <coughs> I didn't really want to go to another school because I had moved around so much as a kid gone to so many different schools that I was like this is the one school that I'm going to start and and finish so yeah that's why Florence is kind of near and dear to my heart but that's about all it is <laughs> in yeah, that it's aspect because like I hate it <laughs> and like a lot of people are like dude that sounds awesome it was fun yeah it was definitely different it shapes you <laughs> it's survival of the fittest out there yeah for real <laughs> but yeah shout out to Florence 
That shit was super fun. I heard it got, uh, it's kind of boring now. Oh, it's strict. Yeah. Hey, you piped out. Yeah, it was bananas when you were there. So your class probably got to see the last of the. Yeah. How do you, I don't know if you say this, like no rules almost like people fighting, smoking in the bathrooms, like fucking school pregnant. People yeah. were fucking in the bathroom. Yeah. Hand jobs, blow jobs in the bathroom, like going hand bones. Yeah. So, then when I got there, my sophomore year, there was that huge riot. Mm-hmm. That was intense. Yeah, so that I was think crazy. that was pretty much the last of the super craziness, if I remember. Yeah, they kind of buckled down after that. Who was the principal at that point? Uh, Richards? Lavorne Richards, I think. Richards was the disciplinarian or the vice principal, right? Yeah. yeah. One of the vice principals. They had like two vice principals. That boy was busy, bro. I've seen security. him a lot, dude. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm trying to. Dude, that dude was pretty scary. And then Knutson, who who came in after him? Chris Knutson. Yeah, he was the one who kind of turned it all around. Yeah. Made it not such a shithole. <laughs> yeah. As far, like, dude. And then Florence-Coolidge <coughs> rivalry, that was pretty intense, too, before I had really got there. But not yeah, as much when I was there. Intense. We had the rival, like, even like in Like, fires middle and school. burning seas in our field. And, I mean, just crazy. The paintballs, <laughs> coloring the F, different colors. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, it was always in. I don't think they do stupid shit like that anymore. Always scary going to Coolidge for games. <laughs> I don't even like going to Coolidge still. Yeah, I can if I can avoid it. I do not go at all. There's I'm, nothing there. Man. Yeah, it's not like a real reason to get go there. Mm-mm. No, not at all. I don't, yeah, unless you're going to see somebody. Yeah. There's nothing that you need out and there. And then why would you go see that person, too? Yeah, they're from Coolidge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my cousin, he's about to move to Coolio Grand. Coolio Grand? Yeah, what it's in between Coolidge and Casa Grand. Is it right by CAC? Yeah. 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 That's the name my like, mom made up the other day, like, last time they were down. Because they're like, where is he moving? And they're like, that's like Coolidge and Casa Grand. My mom's like, oh, it's Coolio Grand. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. And then I guess it kind of caught on. I feel like it just got louder somehow on both the sound waves and in my headphones. Wow. I don't know. Maybe you fixed something. I don't know. Shut the fuck up, horse. We're not doing ad lib for dogs. (laughs) But yeah, <clears throat> I guess uh, this is kind of the first episode, I guess, right? Yeah, I was going to put the other one on there, too, so we have two. Okay, for sure. Yeah, so I was telling you last night, like, kind of the idea of of why I kind of wanted to start this is kind of just to, I mean, obviously, just kind of talk about how, hard, you know, the difficulties of being a single dad and, and stuff like that, dealing with three kids of different ages, all boys, you know, of with different moms and stuff like that and just the demons that come with that and the hardships and difficulties but also like those are all demons that like I was telling you last night that I kind of created myself or had a had a choice in in what was going on with that but then there's also the demons of of being a child and growing up you know without a dad you know mom being addicted you know addiction issues stuff like that Mm -hmm. which are demons that I didn't have any control over so 
like I was explaining last night, I just want to raise my kids to a point where they can have a good head start in life and not have anything, like not have a negative threshold when, you know, they become adults. Yeah. That's kind of the whole purpose of wanting to start this. So just figured I'd let everyone know. Yeah, we probably should have started with that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's kind of the, the whole idea of it is just to, I mean, like I was telling Chris too, like kind of just in my family, kind of just stop the cycle of, of pain and, and, you know, childhood trauma and things like that to give my kids a better head start in life and not have all the dumb bullshit that they couldn't control, you know, weigh them down or anything like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're doing a good job. I mean, I mean, with uh, all the kids, I've always been consistent with picking them up and dropping them off and anything they need. And like I was saying last night, just like the bare necessities, I think that's where, you know, I don't know. Just, I don't have any room for deadbeat dads. I guess is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. So just trying my best. Yeah, that's a kind of a broad term, huh? Deadbeat dads. Cause yeah. Because like, to what extent? Some people you know? could call you a deadbeat dad if you like move to get sober. Right. I got called a deadbeat dad for that. Yeah, I mean, it, at that point in time, she that could have been possibly how she was feeling, but. I mean, look at how it benefited everybody in the long run. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So. It, yeah, like. Uh, that's like something to weigh. It, on if as there's well. like dads out there that are like, you know, because it because ha- it happens. Like it's a good kind of topic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it just all depends on like how things are going on in your life. Like, especially if you just like broke up with your baby mama and stuff like that. Like. You're at a weird transition period where you don't really know what you want to do. And, like, um, it's always going to come up in passing or conversation. And I think what's important, like, is to accept what happened and just focus on the kid. And, like, a lot of people say that, but it's true. Because, like, in the long run, if you just, you're trying to focus on, like, that baby mama relationship and, like maybe we can get back together like i fix these certain things about myself yeah you fix those things about your yourself but but i think that's because you split up with that person because like they brought that out of you yeah and i would say the quicker you can get over the thought of being back with that person the the better off you'll be yeah because every time you try to do it shoot your shot again you then you get shut down it that's it gets worse and worse and worse until you finally accept it. But then it could get to that point where like you've gotten shut down so time so many times they don't even want to talk to you about the kid because you've you've used that as an escape go a couple of times and they know that you're just trying to get your foot back in the door and Yeah. At the end of the day just go. You have a cordial conversation with your ex. You pick up your kid and then you just give them an experience that you would want to have if your parents did split up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like we were talking about last night with uh, the way you said your co- your parents did not co-parent very well. And, you know, if that's something you could change, you know, and stop in the cycle with that for sure. Yeah, because I was a kid when it happened, so I got to see all of it happen. Like my yeah. dad leaving my mom, the arguments 
passing by restaurants, my dad flipping off my mom, my mom pulling a Yui, oh, and no. then confronting yeah. my dad, and I'm like playing with my step siblings, Oof. whom I just met like a couple of months before that. Oh my goodness. And then, yeah, my dad was living in Arizona City, so we'd be like going to like the little middle of nowhere. We were already living our leaving our own middle of nowhere to go to like another shittier version of our middle of nowhere next to a fucking interstate and like yeah it was weird man it was weird yeah that's you know I, and then i would ask my dad too i'd be like when are you gonna get back with mom so like yeah that's i guess like it's kind of what i'm getting at is if you if you involve those feelings of of wanting to get back with that person then that makes it intensifies a ton of things you know especially if you were with them you know for a long amount of time or anything like that so i i learned the hard way <laughs> with the first two and then with my third mom's son i just i accepted it i was like you know there's no after trying for so long after the beginning you know the first couple months obviously yeah. it's just there's a point where you're not giving up but you're just accepting what is what what is you know so yeah, and I, I would have well, to do that for the longevity of you know working with that person for eighteen years to raise somebody. So yeah, you signed up for another job basically, yeah. and like uh, I would also say like there's a fine line on co-parenting because like you don't want to be. I mean, there's nothing like I don't want to get anybody wrong thinking I'm wrong by like saying like you there's a fine line to it because you should want to be around your kid all the time. But obviously they need time with that other parent too. And like, if you're there constantly and like, it's kind of like you never left type thing. Just our parents aren't together. You're trying to like model basically what is going on. on like most TV shows nowadays, because that's what they think that most, uh, modern families are, but that's not the case. Dude. I actually know, <clears throat> My mom has, uh, well, my little sister has a friend, and I think she's one of, like, eight kids, and uh, she and her, so she has, I think, like, three or four of the kids with her ex-husband, and he actually lives with her and her new husband. I'm not sure how long that is, you know, what their plans are with that, but, I mean, that's... That's another level of co-parenting, you know. I mean, if you can make it work, that's incredible. And hats off to you, but... That's a once in a You're just kind of giving your kids a false uh, reality type thing, like... But if that's just how you guys... Your ecosystem is melded, then so be it. Whatever is comfortable for you. I just know that, like... At the end of the day, whatever works for the kids. Whatever is best for the kids. Yeah, not only for for, you, but... For the parents. The kids. Like, to keep... To keep everyone happy, but the primary goal is to make the kids... Yeah, at the end of the day, it's your children, not about you. Yeah. I mean, but... At the also, it's a dichotomy because the parents do need to be happy. Yeah. By themselves, ideally, instead of trying to, you know, find love with someone else until they really know who they are. Right. So especially after a, a breakup or something like that. So yeah, I think exactly. there should be some time. <laughs> trying to pull the, the toy through the cage. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I completely agree. Like. Every, basically everybody has to be happy and like it's kind of it is a, a team in a sense because like you guys are still 
um have to be a part of collaborating each other, so. yeah collaborating and plans for where they go to school you know all that different stuff and pick up times drop off times and you know if i'm if you have boys and they get hurt you know you can't just send them home with bumps and bruises and they just like oh what are these like you obviously have to communicate what happened and mm-hmm. i i'm so glad with my kids moms they're just like oh okay well like grayson got scratched by the cat and I'm, she's like what's that scratch on his face i'm like oh, freaking cat scratch and she's like oh man so i mean yeah little i mean maturity levels also come into play at that like it, that could have been very well could have been a small fight in a different co-parenting relationship you know mm-hmm. so just understanding each other is at the end of the day probably the one of the most beneficial things like knowing that accidents happen you know things happen and in compromise is a thing yeah for sure for sure for sure i mean you don't like like you saw with me and grayson i didn't cut his hair for two years because his mom didn't want me to so why am i gonna argue with her about something that's so minuscule at the end of the day yeah and now that she let me it's you know it's fun and relieving so i don't know yeah there's like that could have been an argument too but i'm not there's no way i'm gonna ruin our relationship over a haircut yeah because like that's like one bridge but that's you think it's one bridge, but actually you're going like four or five steps back. When you you think that you guys are still good, but in her head, you just knocked yourself down a few pegs. Yeah, you don't want to bring any pettiness into mm-hmm. into it, you know. Yeah. And if there is something that like is of concern, you know, I would probably recommend to have the conversations in person if you can text message can get misconstrued as far as you know the way you're saying something or your emotion behind it or even phone calls or facetime or whatever so mm-hmm. yeah texting makes things bad yeah <laughs> it kind of sucks that that texting makes things bad because like that, that's like the most form. if it's like important if it like requires yeah deeper level of i talking. mean yeah but most of the time it ends up in like depending on like the relationship with the person it could end up in a fuck you real fast yeah and definitely it could ruin everything it's sad that words are used against you in that way yeah and just a little tip text messages are savable (laughs) (laughs) yeah text messages and snapchat are all savable yeah i mean i I don't know if it's if you need to record your conversation with a with a video camera you might already be in a bad situation yeah which I've had to do with baby mamas before and we've gotten past all that stuff but you know looking back now you got to recognize like if I'm bringing a video camera to go do a meetup with my child this probably isn't something else needs to be addressed or fixed or you know so yeah i've been there (laughs) not fun but i mean i've i've learned my lessons and if i can pass any of this on to you know young parents and i mean people are having kids younger and younger and younger and younger and you know it's i wouldn't recommend it it's it's not for the faint of heart for sure but i always look at it like in in a positive way i have kids young and by the time i'm 40 45 i can Hopefully I'm still in good health and I can go, you know, have a lot of fun. Yeah. With my older kids. So. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, fuck, 
kids. I remember like when people in high school were having kids and dude, those kids are like 15 now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't that a trip? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Almost ready to be in the military. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just fuck. I don't even know like when is the best time to have kids? Like you it's not really time. It you could manage it, but like it it's not sometimes it could just happen randomly like I was 21 in the army and I wasn't expecting to have a kid yet. Well, I was trying, you know. <laughs> Dumping loads. No goalie. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling the goalie. Yeah, I made sure the goalie was gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I personally had kids um, trying to chase the, the family dream, obviously. But being young and dumb and my first son's mother, obviously it didn't go right. And... uh I was, that's what I just continued to do. That's why I had another kid with someone else. And then I was with my, you know, youngest son's mom for three years. And I thought that was really going to go somewhere. I didn't even really want to have another kid. So, but we did. And honestly, he's probably the the most fun baby I've been able to have the most time with and stuff like that. So that all worked out. But my original reason for having kids was not having a dad and wanting to be like, you know, try it out (laughs) yeah sounds bad but it was a probably a pretty selfish reason but like i said i'm i think it gives me a higher purpose gives me something to work for something to be better for and i i'm I'm thankful for him right yeah like yeah because like we were trying for like a year or so like that but like i don't remember what birth control she was on and i guess it doesn't really matter but like yeah and then like when we had him I I guess it was just, like, I was still stuck in the motion of being in the military. Like, I still just wanted to drink. Because I was an alcoholic. So I had to keep it going. Yeah. Like you said, if if you're going to do something, it's full commit. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I do. Chris is full commit. Whether it's sober or drunk, he's fully committed. My cords have given me problems. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess it's, like, almost, like, how I've always been. But, like, I just think, yeah, like, I just thought I was doing all right. And then, like, she wasn't really giving me the signs of, like, yeah, you're fucking up. We would just fight, and then that's when she would bring it up. And I feel like when when you're fighting with somebody, like, th- those are the worst times to bring things up. Because you're trying to put... So a spotlight on the problem but then you're also it also brings the person down that you're trying to address the issue with and making them feel as if they're lesser it all depends on like if they're an emotionally stable person or not too like there's just so many factors that go into humans it's insane yes yeah, especially if one person is intoxicated and or both that's especially worse yeah so I mean, that's all just being young and, and maturity, I think, at that point. Because I used to be just like that, too. Just you don't address anything until it really pisses you off when you need to kind of have that conversation prior to, you know, you need to have that communication like you're reaching these levels of getting to that man to where you want to, you know, get upset and scream and yell. So, yeah, if you can just communicate that to the other person, I mean, that definitely helps. With, with all that i think that was just being young yeah i mean young it was just all young and military shit. mindset and yeah and, then, and yeah it was i mean i guess it's just like 
like I said, you don't get to plan those moments as easy as you want to. And, like, I was already in, like, a high-pressured situation. Like, I was about to get out of the military, and then my son was born. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, fuck, you know? Because, like, then I had to come back and work at the prison, and I think that was both good and bad for me. Yeah, I mean, a prison's not for everyone. I personally would not. I wear my heart on my sleeve way too much. I would not do good in there. Not do good. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I can, like, flip my switch on and off, but, like, yeah, that place is crazy. But, like... Emotionally taxing. Yeah, my family has been working there for generations, and it was, like... When you get to a certain level, like your sister, do they... are they, They're not really interacting with the inmates too much, are they? They're more looking over the guards, right? Yeah. So that's kind of the idea, is you work your way up to a point where you don't have to work with these fucking pieces of shit. Yeah, you don't see them as much, basically, <laughs> gotcha. yeah. That makes sense. That's why your sister's kind of at a sweet point now. Yeah. And just continue to kind of climb from there as she yeah. puts in more years. and Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, like, important to, like, kind of follow in your family's footsteps. But then also try to f- realize when that's going to be a detriment to your health. and Kind of recognize who you are. That's yeah. Kind of yeah. Because like you... yourself out. Yeah. I mean, those footsteps are awesome to fill in, follow in. But, like, sometimes you might be cheating yourself and that that might be one of the moments where you're gonna regret regret on your deathbed is like i should have just took that opportunity and done this and like just because you're a parent doesn't necessarily mean that you can't take chances you just have to be more calculated on how you're gonna achieve that issue dude i was listening to a little 15 minute segment with theo vaughn talking to jordan b peterson about alcohol and um Oh, shit, I forgot what what point I was getting to. Oh, but he was saying, like, talking about kind of, like, taking risks. Like, when you're an alcoholic and you're thinking about not drinking, like, Theo was afraid of not being funny anymore when he stopped drinking. Mm -hmm. So, Jordan B. Peterson kind of framed it like, okay, well, it's a risk either way. So, if you continue, let's say it's either it's drinking or, you know, you're in a shitty job and you just, it's a dead end job, but it's comfortable for you. Like it's a risk to continue to stay on that path and, and live that mediocre life or take the risk of doing something bigger and better. Either way, it's a risk, but it's your choice in the risk. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. what kind of gives you the, the power and it makes you feel a little more free. So I thought that was kind of cool too, as far as like, not getting like like you were saying kind of taking risk yeah yeah because like it, it 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 is scary especially like quitting booze and then you're like worried like well i could just easily fall back into this but then like you just kind of like start i mean like a lot of people will like rely on your ton the, the amount of time you've been sober and stuff like that i base it all off of like how i feel so like I don't feel like shit every day when I wake up because I didn't drink or I don't have to worry about like not waking up on time in the morning because I didn't because I drank last night like I was or I was or if I was going to wake up in the desert or my car was going to be crashed again like I was just on a path of like I just kept on like had all these worries and I didn't like the way my body was feeling all the time. Like it makes you feel gross. And then it heightens. Like if you have mental health issues like depression or anxiety, it, that shit gets amped up tenfold. Well, it gets 
uh, buried. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of all builds up to... I would say it just gets buried in the beginning of you drinking. And then it starts coming out towards the end of it. Yeah, so like, that makes sense, yeah. In the beginning of the night, you're like, I'm going to push this shit down. And then once you get uh, super drunk, it comes as right you're back super out. drunk and like you're pissing a lot. I must come back up or something because like it's, it's a lot of a lot of nights. I would end my nights listening to country music and like just talking to myself. Yeah. 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 I, and then like uh, those those are the day, times where like replays happen. So like I'll replay situations that I felt like I fucked up on and then just start that's just more fuel <laughs> yeah just to continue beat, drinking and the beat up process like yeah 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 i i i think i've recognized that i am an addict and that's why i choose to smoke marijuana and yeah. that's i'm perfectly functional on it i mean yeah i'm probably not running at 110 percent in fifth gear but i mean it's it's my teddy bear at least for now you know I do want to get to a point where I don't need to smoke, but shit's legal now, dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> turning back. It's been 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look at it, like a lot of people have addicts in their families. It's mm-hmm. just like whether or not you rely on that fact. Yeah. Like some people will be like, I've got a family of addicts. I don't want to be an addict. That's stopping the cycle. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else is just like, well, it's a lot more easier for me to hang out with my family. If I just have a couple of drinks with them. If I'm fucked up with them, like, I, they'll feel more comfortable. And then eventually you'll figure out that, like, once you do sober up, like, you'll notice, like, that's the only thing that you had in common with that person. Right. And that's the unfortunate fact, but I think of it more or less like a mask. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're wearing a mask all the time, but then once you take it off, or take off your sunglasses and you realize like it's actually not as cloudy as I thought it was. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that that's the the taking the family full of addicts and not wanting to be an addict, that's my older sister. My younger sister, but my older of the two, Mackenzie. She she just doesn't really like to do anything like that. She just Yeah, I, it's my sister too. Yeah. I mean I if she's listening to this I give her all the props in the world and, and she needs to keep that going because that's amazing and more inspiration for my other brother and sisters you know yeah so i mean i do drink but i recognize how i feel on it like even when i drank last night i woke up this morning and i'm like oh i have to go on my bike ride still yeah <laughs> even though i'm a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah well like i mean it's, it's, it's cool. fun on occasion it's, for me yeah i mean it's all if you can control yourself and you don't have like a moderation problem yeah then uh, with booze i don't have a problem so moderating with weed that's so a different go for it but yeah <laughs> i mean but you can't really you'll fall asleep before anything happens yeah like, i mean the, you're not gonna go you know do something crazy go beat somebody up or yeah so go rob some snacks if that's yeah. about it <laughs> i just think like a lot of people they have <clears throat> they like like us we have demons and they just don't know how to properly fight them. And, like, when people are, like, trying to help them, they'll push them away because they don't want that person coming closer to them. 
yeah. and realizing that like oh this motherfucker just acts like he's hard but like really like a lot of things eat him the fuck up mm-hmm. yeah and I'd like to you know if anything I'd like to I guess you could say shine light on the shadows and not not hide from them as much you know and that's kind of why putting this on at an out on this format is kind of beneficial and I'd eventually like to interview my mom and and her friend Trish, like I was telling you, that, you know, I lived with for four years. So, I don't know, just kind of bringing this stuff to light and, and letting people know that a lot of shit out there does suck. But and still get through it and still be a happy person and productive person. Don't have to let it consume you. Yeah, and, like, even if you do feel like you're turning into your parent that you might have, that they... Yeah, basically, you're, you're turning into the person that you don't want it to be. And you can see, like, the signs of it. Like, it's not too late to change. Like, there's little things that you can do to, like, help yourself notice the problems beforehand. That way it doesn't build up. And then you're, like, sitting on your bed after you've had, a, like, a turmoil of shit all day. And you're like, I shouldn't have done any of that stuff. Like, I think you should notice notice what's going on at first like you know the precursors of like past family members because I, I know i think about like a lot of things that my family members do and like or how they would react towards something you know what i'm saying right right and yeah. then um you take all that stuff into account and yeah it might be a stressful situation like your son's yelling or like kids are yelling or something like that or your kid did something bad again and it just builds up and like you just kind of like you've tried all these different perspectives and like technically it's just all the perspectives that you've seen your predecessors do and sometimes you gotta like think outside the box and be like well you know what like yes you made a mistake but you i feel like you need to learn from that issue. So next time that you're going to do something like that, maybe just go in your room and think about that before you, and then come back out. And if you're going to do it, then then do it. But if you, I need a, like a well thought out answer on why you made that decision. Cause then you start to give your kids like the ability to start thinking about what they're going to do before they end up doing it. Yeah. It's, it's kind it, of like adults, like with, with your demons, you, they're subconscious so you need to bring that subconscious thought or feeling to your conscious so you can recognize it in the present moment and not allow it to continue that cycle you know what i mean yeah yeah and you and like it it could just even be like a pros and cons list like okay like how is this me about to do this thing whether it's like you know quitting your job or they're uh, basically you can play and play anything in this situation but i think pros and cons lists are important because like it gives you the ability to see like what is going to benefit you and what is not going to benefit you and it's kind of like a want needs list if be, you, and be real with yourself yeah like don't be like oh okay like not time to give everyone fucking participation trophies yeah don't shrug your shoulders like on some things and be like well i it's kind of a con but it is a pro like no like be honest with yourself is this thing affecting you yes then put it in the cons column and if you try to figure out like little ways like this to work around your 
issues i feel like you're going to be a more productive person and it'll give you more time to enjoy things because like thinking about stuff all like that all the time is gonna eat you up whether you admit it or not it'll show like in your diet your sleep the way that you speak to people your ability to perform at work like there's so many fucking things that go into like your thought that like if you don't try to like have like a clear-headed mindset for most of the time like you're never gonna get anything done or it's gonna be done at like 95 percent, and you're still losing that five percent because you're sitting there like beating yourself up on some little fucking thing that you did four years ago and you think it's gonna affect you today and like sometimes it may but i mean fuck dude like yeah let that shit fly in the wind baby like you've already made the mistake now you just gotta sit there and wait for the fucking things that are gonna happen and you know it's gonna happen it's just like dying you're gonna die eventually like you make a mistake learn the next day and then just be like okay well i made that mistake yes it was fucked up like i'm not talking about a mistake as in like a murder because like you you will get caught a lot faster and shit like that but like if you like i'm saying like a little minor mistake like i shouldn't have talked to this person like this like i wasn't trying to get my point across that way go back after you calm down a little bit and go talk to that person or maybe it was a mistake at work like i didn't perform as well as i wanted to like i skipped a bunch of steps well remember that you skipped those steps and try to complete them the next time it and like i said you can plug and play like a lot of the things that i say and address them into your life but i feel like you if you make a mistake take what you did like don't beat yourself up about it and just kind of let it go and that's hard to say let it go Kind of just like your your feelings like you you don't have to they're not you you know your mistakes aren't you they're a piece of you but it's not like the entire you you know what i mean you're like last night i fucking left my debit card yeah and then the car and i was a little drunk and i was like man i'm a fucking retard like this fucking night's ruined i was like it's such a good night and all of a sudden i'm a fucking idiot and i ruined the night and you're like no dude it's still a good night and just shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i'm like okay and then i just kind of recognize i'm like yeah i'm i'm drunk and just being a jackass i'm gonna (laughs) shut the fuck up (laughs) yeah i mean like because like you like i could just like i know from experience like i could you can ruin a night in an instant just by starting and saying that stuff and like it it's more like you're not gonna ruin it for others but you're gonna always remember like okay that's gonna be the biggest build-up for the night is like i forgot my card not what happened i almost forgot about the whole thing this morning yeah like (laughs) not not about like anything else not about what happened at the show not what like build up to the show or anything like that like all you're gonna remember is like damn that night i forgot my debit card and i couldn't fucking spend money on sunday (laughs) you know yeah i mean it really wouldn't have even been the end of the world yeah but yeah it it's but like if you let something like that bother you then it's a lot easier to let other things bother you and yeah it just kind of compounds and it's like a snowball effect basically but i mean i could recognize too like because i was intoxicated i was allowing it to escalate i'm like god damn it shut up eric like 
almost had to have like an internal dialogue with dude shut the fuck up he's right (laughs) (laughs) he's the one driving your ass back just shut up (laughs) dude we were on power in the 60s and had to go back to was it 7th ave and yeah it was up there central central downtown phoenix Yeah, yeah downtown phoenix oh my gosh yeah thank god i i gave the waitress a nice tip and i think she saved my card (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was crazy too because i was like yeah because i had found a debit card like prior to us going into the comedy show and i went to go hand it to a hostess and she just shook her head at me like she didn't want it so she's like their loss (laughs) got so lucky but yeah i mean you make mistakes people are human you gotta you gotta realize that and just if anything, if you make mistakes and don't learn anything from them, that's what you can be upset about your, at yourself about. Yeah, if you, you know, keep if you, making the mistake over and over and over and if over. If you keep doing, yeah, you then you got something bigger going on. But, you know, if, you know, little shit happens and just let it slide. It, it is what it is. I mean, it's it's hard to say that in the moment, for sure. I completely understand. But it, just but it starts small, like you forgetting to, to fucking get creamer at the store. Like some people beat the shit themselves up about stuff like that, like the littlest things. Like start small and then work yourself up to something big. And like, it, there's nothing wrong with asking for help, like at all. Yeah, and you, like therapy is very important. Like you can even ask like somebody that you're close to. But like, I would ask, I would try to find somebody that's not gonna be like super biased though. Like. Because that could also um, throw a wrench in, like, your ability to grow as a person. Because, like, if you're only going to this one person and, like, you guys are making moves together type thing, um, that person could be holding you back, too, because they could be um, not ready to go into, like, a full commitment on whatever you guys are trying to do. And... uh They'll hold you back and, like, make excuses, and then those excuses will become your excuses um, because you guys just don't want to take the leap or take the uh, the risk. And sometimes you do. You just got to, man. Trust me, I made, like, a lot. I've taken a lot of risks in my life, and I'm still here today. And, like, you know, I talk about them all the time. But, like, I just think it, like, it, because I, I, I'm going to kick myself in the ass the next day if i'm like fuck i didn't fucking do this like i still do it all the time with like seeing a hot chick at a grocery store like i still haven't got to that commitment level but like i will one day bro (laughs) i'm only 28 you know what i'm saying other than that i'll commit on everything else like fucking well i used to commit on driving home drunk now i commit to being a designated driver (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and, like, I mean, find little things that, that work for you. Like, I've personally found, like, set yourself, like you are saying, if you don't beat yourself up over forgetting creamer in the morning, you know, take the initiative the night before to make sure that your day's set up the next morning to have, you know, good days and not, you know, eliminate as much things as you have control over. Like, let's say I have, I have jujitsu early in the morning and I have to take Jackson to school. Like, we leave at probably 4.45. So I make sure I have my bag packed. I have his clothes sitting out, whether my grandma helps me by setting them out for me or I get them. And just having those things just so everything goes as smooth as possible, you know, mm-hmm. in the mornings and stuff like that. And and find shit that 
that truly makes you happy and be in the moment. And that's what mountain biking and jujitsu is for me. You know, I, I literally cannot think about anything else when someone's trying to strangle me or when I'm going down a gnarly mountain or something, just trying to avoid rocks and not flip over my bike. And, you know, that's just kind of little tips that help me get through, get through everything. And running was what kind of sparked it originally. That's a really fun sport. It's just really tough on my knees. Mm-hmm. But I want to do more of it now that it's cooling off. Yeah. But yeah, because we live in Arizona where it's hot as fuck all the time. Yeah. And especially for parents, like, don't lose yourself when you have kids you know you still need to remember you got to make yourself happy to make your kids happy you you can't be at a negative you know deplenished happy level i don't know how to describe that the best but like a a negative level of happy and try to make your kids happy it's just going to continue to deplete you Mm -hmm. so you have to you have to find that inspiration or that drive from from other things and stuff like that so whether it's a movie or tv show or you know whatever it might be you have to make yourself happy to to make your kids happy yeah and even if you are sitting there right now and you keep you're still telling yourself like i i definitely have nothing going for me i guarantee you you do you're you're just looking over it because you you're letting all this shit that you are dealing with day in day out struggle i i completely understand trust me i have been broke i have been homeless before um and i just feel like you know you still have things going for you like you still have you still wake up every single morning even if you just give yourself a little reward like making your bed or like i or even going and getting a coffee from your favorite coffee place like when you do have the money to be able to do it just kind of treat your Show yourself some love. Show yourself some love. It's the most important thing you can do. Tell yourself in the mirror that you are a great person because you are a great person. The and only person telling you you're not is most likely yourself. Yeah. When you tell yourself en- that enough and people will tell you that too. Yeah. Because so. you'll start to show it on your face like I'm not great. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's all that internal dialogue. And I've what I've learned through therapy when I went a couple times was, you know, your your thoughts are going to be your thoughts and you just can't latch onto them. You can't identify with them. You know what I mean? It, whether they're positive or negative, you just got to kind of let them free flow throughout your mind. Just don't let them become you. You know what I mean? And especially if you deal with depression or anxiety, like that can happen really easy where you can latch onto those bad things and just continue to dive down that hole. Yeah, because you, you could either have... You could you could have the on off button on your radio and your radio is your mind. Like it's always gonna be on no matter what. Even if you do turn that on off button, like somebody else is still listening. But like don't always you don't always have to change the song or change the station because you don't like the song that's playing. Like sometimes you have to live in those bad thoughts. Sometimes you do. But that like when you do are you do have the ability to like live through those bad thoughts and find a a positive out of it like a silver lining then that's gonna help you grow incrementally and like little things that people do throughout your day aren't gonna affect you as much because you know at the end of the day like okay i've made all these these mistakes in my life but 
at least I did this today. Like always just find like one positive thing that happened and then just build it from there. Next thing it'll be like one positive thing to five positive things in the day and so on and so forth. And that's how you can start winning those battles that you feel like you're losing every single day. Small wars. Yeah. Small wars. Yeah. And if any of our listeners have not seen the Jocko um, YouTube video titled good, go watch it. Yeah. That shit is so awesome. It just, because it, it, it encompasses the idea of even when bad things happen to you, there's still going to be some, some good that comes out of it because like I said, as long as you're approaching things right, you're going to, even if you did something bad, you can learn a lesson to where you can say, well, that's good. I'm not going to ever fucking do that again because I learned the hard way, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So, didn't get the, like you said, didn't get the best high speed gear. Good. You know, didn't get chosen for the mission. Good. More time to train or, you know, it's just, it's the, the, the way you look at it is, is whether it's good or bad. So. Yeah, because once you start throwing those negative comments out in your head, it just, like, grows. Yeah. And it starts to get worse and worse. And kind worse. of the law of attraction, you know. Mm-hmm. Mixes in with that. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that was pretty good, almost 50 minutes. Yeah, it was a pretty good first episode. I just feel like I'm kind of out of, out of steam. <laughs> yeah well all right guys that's the first real episode of demon fighters and just know at the end of the day you motherfuckers aren't alone and that's why you're listening to this and please make this i want to i want this to be an interactive podcast i would really like for people to email us i mean you can be completely anonymous with topics or different things you want us to talk about or talk about your story or you know maybe if you want to be a guest and you know absolutely anything so i just want this to be more interactive than anything just not uh not one-sided so yeah <laughs> yeah definitely let, us, let us know if we're getting to you if we're not getting to you you know give us some feedback reviews you know things like that tell people if you liked it so have a good night all right thanks guys bye